Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. How do we know what God wants us to do? We're going to spend a week talking about the call of God on our lives. Now, there are many levels at which we could approach this subject. But what I want to focus on is the call of God on every Christian's life. Obviously, God can call people to specific functions. He can raise them up in specific ministries. But there is a common call that is the same for every believer. And therefore, those are the particular aspects of God's call that we're going to focus on this week. And we'll begin with the principle that Jesus made clear to his disciples at the Last Supper in John 15, verse 16, where we read, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. So the first thing that we have to understand about the call of God is that it is God who calls. It is not us calling upon God, but God calling us. The initiative, in other words, is with God. And when a person first turns to the Lord, when he repents of his sins, yields his life to God, and believes in Jesus Christ to be his Lord and Savior, it may seem to him that he is making a series of decisions. He is saying and doing things that he has decided to do. But he is, in fact, responding to an initiative that God took in calling him or her to become a Christian, to be a believer. Now, this immediately raises what has been quite a thorny problem in the history of the church. Does God call everybody, or does he only call some people? And if he only calls some people, on what basis does God make that choice? Well, first of all, we know that the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross, the work of salvation, the work that makes it possible for us to become one with God and to be restored to relationship with him, is a work that he did for all mankind. So when God calls a particular individual, then uh, he does not have to do anything new or fresh for that Christian or that person to become a Christian and to respond to the call. What that person is doing is actually laying hold of what Jesus did on the cross. Therefore, it's possible for him to have his sins forgiven and for him to be given a new heart and a new life. To be born again really is starting your life all over again, but now on a completely different basis, because in your former life, Christ wasn't living within you, even though you might have experienced him being with you at certain times. But once you are born again, then Christ is living in you. 
Now, clearly, nobody can make Christ come and live in him or her unless it is Christ's own decision to do that. So, on that evidence alone, we must assume that everybody who is born again is born again out of God's particular plan and purpose for that person. Jesus Christ has chosen to come and live within that person, but he chooses not to do that until the person is born again, and he is not born again until he has turned to the Lord with repentance and faith. So we see that there is a whole process involved. Now, all this is the work of the Holy Spirit, and it doesn't matter how a person comes to know the Lord. It may be simply on his own when he's praying. It may be through reading scripture. It may be through the witness of somebody else. Maybe he goes to an evangelistic meeting. Maybe it's in the time of great trauma and difficulty in his life. Maybe there is just a sovereign uh, touch of God upon his life or an encounter with God that he has in some way. A whole variety of ways in which people come to know the Lord. But However, the method, it is really a response to this call of God. God has taken the initiative. Now, he says in, in, in Scripture, many are called, but few are chosen. Now, what can we assume from that? That actually the call of God goes out to many who don't necessarily respond to the call. So those who turn to the Lord with repentance and faith and therefore are born again uh, are responding to the call of God. I think there are a lot of people who hear the gospel many times without responding. God is calling to them, but they are not saying yes to that call. I think there are a lot of people who attend church regularly even, who hear the gospel, to whom God is calling, he is reaching out with his love and mercy and grace, but they fail to respond. They want to keep God at arm's length. They want to be religious rather than really believers uh, who live at one with the Lord Jesus Christ. So I think in that sense, Many are called, but few are chosen. Uh, few are chosen because they do not make the right choice themselves. Now, Jesus, in saying to the disciples, you did not choose me, but I chose you, is obviously talking to them about their discipleship. Uh, remember, it was the Lord who chose the twelve, and he went off and prayed to the Father as to, who those twelve should be out of all those who were his disciples at that particular time. So they were chosen for a very definite role in relation to the Lord. But this principle holds good for all of us, that if you know the Lord, you will readily recognize that he chose you. You just know that. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that you know that you know that you know. And you know that it's by his mercy uh, that he chose you. It's not what you deserve. It's out of his great goodness. 
out of his grace and out of his love that he has revealed himself to you, made himself known to you, so that he has set you free from all guilt and shame and sin. He's given you a new heart and a new life. None of these things could have happened if Jesus hadn't chosen to do them. So every one of us who knows the Lord can rightly say, well, it wasn't really me who chose him. He chose me. I responded to his call, and I'm so glad that he chose me. I think the call of God obviously goes out to many, many other people. And the reason why he says to his church that we're to go into all the world and preach the gospel is so that more and more people can hear the call of God. Okay, some of them will not respond. Jesus makes that clear in such parables as the parable of the sower. There will be the seed that falls upon the path that rejects the word. There will be some people that are deceived because they belong to false religions, false cults, false faiths, uh, and they believe that what they're doing is right, and therefore they don't want to respond to the call of Jesus Christ. That is sad, but nevertheless it is true. But what we have to understand as Christians is that all of us have been called, have been called for a purpose. And you often hear these words quoted, you did not choose me, but I chose you. But actually that's only part of the quotation, isn't it? Because the sentence continues, and appointed you to go and bear fruit. In other words, when God chooses us to belong to him, to be born again, to be at one with him, when we have responded to his call and so know that we are among the chosen ones of God, it is always for a purpose. Now, I think a lot of people would say, well, that purpose is so that I can go to heaven. Well, it isn't. And the scripture is very clear about that. Jesus is very clear about that. That's not why he chose you. He chose you to go and bear fruit. He appointed you to his service. He has called you because when he called you and when he chose you, when he caused you to be born again, when he imparted his Holy Spirit to you, it was because he had a job for you to do. It's because there were ways in which he wanted to use you for his glory. It was because he wanted you to be his witness to other people. And then, having accomplished all that God has for you on earth, when you die, you can enjoy your heavenly inheritance to the full with him. So he hasn't just called us and saved us and come to live in us in order that we may go to heaven, but in order that we may fulfill his will here on earth and then go to heaven. So it's very important for all of us as Christians to know that God has called us, but it's also important for us to know to what he has called us, to the particular ways in which he wants to use each one of us as individuals. And I hope that as this week goes on, the nature of that call will become clearer and clearer to everyone. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 